take 95. <laughs> I am Alex, and I'm super. And I'm Dr. Kevin, and I'm the natural. <laughs> His voice cracked. And I'm Pastor Rob, and I'm still a junkie. And we are the, the Supernatural Junkies. junkies. That yeah, wasn't bad. That's that was good. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Good morning, everyone, afternoon, evening, wherever you are. This is Alex from Supernatural Junkies. I'm here with Dr. Kevin, and once again, we have a very special guest superstar. Dr. Dennis is with us again today. Ridiculously good-looking man. That's oh, what we call you him. guys are, are ridiculous. <laughs> we have the superstar Dr. Ninja, Dr. Dennis. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Dennis? Well, it, we we have a lot to talk about, Doc. I mean, we do. it's getting very concerning um, for the public, and it's getting very concerning uh, for the church. So I think you have the list over there of yeah. Topics. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him some scary. questions, and um, these are all politically incorrect questions. Absolutely, <laughs> I changed the ones I showed you. <laughs> uh oh, that's Uh-oh. quite fine. <laughs> well, before we lead into that, I'm um, I'm gonna just share again. Since we really started some of the podcasts, we've been laying out a template um, that really defines what Jesus told us to do <laughs> when these things, if you heard a, <laughs> so when Jesus said in Luke 21, and I really use this as the paradigm for why we're doing what we're doing. He said that when you see these things happening, he says, we're supposed to do two things. He says, we're supposed to stand up and we're supposed to lift up our heads. Now, what most people don't know is when you read Luke 21, you'll see that Jesus really did tell his disciples, they were the original audience, right, exactly what was going to happen to them, exactly what was going to happen to Jerusalem. And then he said that Jerusalem would be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles is fulfilled. Now, that happened in 1967, which means now who's the audience of what Jesus is going to say next? We are. We're the generation, yeah. And so you think about this, well, if you're going to say, you know, when these things happen, what do you what do you have to assume is, is there's two parts to that, right? You have to know what's in your Bible and you have to know what's happening, right? So if if we're not talking about what's happening, then what are we doing? You know, we're creating a situation where the shaking that God is doing is not going to wake anybody up. Right. The fact that we're not talking about what is happening. And again, so many churches have, again, we want our nose stuck in the Bible. Right. Amen. But then what happens is they're not talking about the prophetic parts of the Bible that talk about what's going to happen. See, this is the, the, the two things you get is he's talking about you have to know the parts of the Bible that are about what's going to happen. And then when you see them happening right now, something happens within us. Okay, a time clock, okay, an alarm goes off. And then that alarm is what allows us to what? Stand up and then lift up our heads. And so when I was reading, um, you know, some of the ideas that you wanted to talk about, I'm like, you know, this is exactly, you know, we're, we're talking about what does the church really need to hear right now? And I think that it's this, this passage gives us all the parts of what we really need to hear. Amen. Amen. So, so the first one, um, what are some of the things you see happening that, that make you feel like 
you know, we're on the precipice of something going completely wrong. <laughs> That's a big question. <laughs> I mean, you know, you just... That's huge, right? Um, how is. much time do you have? Well, we have a, we have a whole hour, Dr. Dennis, <laughs> yeah, and if good. we need another session... We might need a few more. <laughs> yes. Right? Well, I think one of the biggest concerns is the loss of liberty and freedom. I mean, what Amen. we're seeing across the world, um, in Australia yeah. and, and over in uh, the UK and other parts of the world... Nigeria, we spoke about that earlier, that you can't even go to church without getting vaccinated. Yes. Um, Really concerning. Um, Australia, they have these COVID camps that are already publicized. Yes. And and the minister is just going haywire. It seems like in their providences over there. And are they using, you know, are they Baker acting these people or what are they doing to them to get them in these? I think that they're, if they're not, submitting to the the vaccine that they're actually getting put into these camps yeah yeah for their well you know and i don't know what they call it there i don't know if they call it baker acting but they Mm. will say that oh this person needs a mental health break you know yeah because there was a woman that contacted us that said that um or their spouse complained about them because they had made some outspoken remarks about the way that the government was handling it and um, reported them, their spouse, by the way. And then they got pulled out of their house and taken to one of these camps um, for a mental health break. Well, this isn't far-fetched. Remember, we'd only had a uh, few weeks after the election and they were talking about re-education camps basically for 74 million people. Yes. Right? So this is not real far off of the way some people are actually thinking. Uh, no, you're, you're absolutely correct. I think that that thought process has been around for the last few years, and it's getting worse. Well, um, doesn't the CDC own some green space um, somewhere that they plan? Uh, should I not mention that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's for another time. Another time, another time. Okay. Yes, and you can find that, too, on Google Earth. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. We'll talk about well, that maybe later or not we'll, when they're longer be on air. Well, I think in, in, in our country, the, the concern there has been, uh, air quotation, conspiracy theorists saying that the, um, the FEMA camps that have been um, oh, that's right. redesigned, and also um, there were um, visual spottings of these, these uh, plastic uh, coffins or death con- containers, hundreds of thousands of them. And then wow. you see that wow. um, you have these things going on. And when you just said that that person's spouse traded them in, yeah. just the, 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 the scripture that talked about, Jesus talked about the end, that there, there, there would be a divide in families, families and yeah. trading each other in. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that, I mean, to think about that, that, I mean, spouses, brother against sister, and I mean, and we know in our family. That's what the Bible <laughs> said, that that would happen. Yeah. 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 And it's, in fact, happening right in front of our eyes. And, you know, those camps, by the way, are not like that summer camp movie, okay? <laughs> it's not like, you know, we wish, not right? All. Not <laughs> at all. And these aren't math camps either, you know, you're two plus two. <laughs> no. is not a, you you're know. not a math elite there. Then, yeah. no. Don't believe it's Bible, Bible school either, <laughs> right. vacation Bible school. Oh, no, it's not going to be that much fun. So you think about these general ideas of freedom and liberty, you know, you start to realize that the choice really becomes the idea that we have, you know, uh, have to have a choice, you know, and that comes from the idea that love doesn't work without choices. Correct. You know, and so if, if there's a mandate, that's not what love would do. Right. And Absolutely. so you start to realize, hey, this this starts to make sense. What are some specific ways you see? some of these liberties and freedoms and choices being taken away. Well, I think we see these uh, situations. I mean, our dear president came out last week and um, 
plagiarized Hitler's speech from 1938 when he said his patience is wearing thin. Yes. He's coming out and condemning 80 to 100 million Americans that do not want to take um, an undefined substance into their body. Right. Um, Telling people they have to get the vaccine. Right. You know, um, you know. But he has patience for the Taliban. Don't forget that. I mean, that's that's <laughs> yeah. good to have there. Oh, yeah, he's a lot of patience for the Taliban and, and and the poor Americans that were left behind. But when you're saying that, um, and the way he came out about it, and now they're going to try to force these mandates, um, and there are, are already um, a lot of lawsuits going on now. But if we don't have a pushback in this country of what is going on right now we will be australia in six months yes yep you know people need to wake up you need to wake up you have to you have you're gonna have to pick a hill to die on and this is the one yeah you know because we know where this is going um this is looking an awful lot like the mark of the beast yes you and i have been we all have been talking about for the last uh, year um we don't I know think it's for been sure. exactly um, two years, Doc. Cause has it, it been two years? It now? really oh has gosh, because it has. even before this thing had really come out, you know, we were talking about, oh, is this the thing? You know, is this the cause? Is this what are they going to tell us we need? I mean, as soon as you come out with this pandemic, we're like, oh yeah, they're coming out with the vaccine, right? They're coming right. out with something we have to right. take. The cause came in. Now the solution is we need access to your bodies, right? Right. And we were like. And we were like, no, it's killing too few people. <laughs> well, yeah, no, Biden. Well, Biden said last December that he doesn't he doesn't see it being mandated. Now he's coming out and mandating it. Yes, he's well, mandating it because there's too many people awake that don't want this junk in their body. Right. Okay. I mean, that's putting it nicely, but um, and now we have a Delta variant. Right. Which is really the vaccine variant. It. We <laughs> we called this six months ago. We talked about this, that once the vaccine started taking effect, you were going to see people getting sick and dying. Right. And they'll call it, they'll blame it on COVID, they'll blame it on another variant. Well, what's this newest one? Mui? (laughs) I don't know. I forgot my Greek Greek alphabet after I left college. (laughs) But, you know. um, You know, I've had to say this to quite a few people. I'm like, well, you know, you're talking about how the fact that the vaccine doesn't work. And immediately they go to the variant, the Delta variant. Well, that's because of the Delta variant. Yeah. So your vaccine doesn't work. Right. You know, COVID's were, we already knew there were five different variants. I mean, there was a British, the African, the the Australian variants. You know, these variants were talked about all along. And you came out advertising 90%, knowing that there's all kinds of variants in the world. And somehow now you get to blame it so the fact that your vaccine isn't working is the because of the the variant well they know they know the vaccine is not going to work they right. tried this they tried creating a covid vaccine 20 years ago in SARS-CoV-1 it didn't work it didn't work in the lab um they talked about uh antibody uh enhancement you know dependent enhancement yeah. ADE and it's how it's go, how it can affect and cause these issues and now they're telling people who've had covid you don't have antibody you don't have protection you need the vaccine Yes. So when they've been saying for the last two years, as you correctly pointed out, you need to follow the science, nothing they're doing is scientific. No. Right. Nothing. They're mass- following medical procedures. Nothing. Which, by the way, I'm, I've had, when uh, the first one came around, right, our family had it, like, that was January, February? 
right? And the second one, this one, they came right. around, had it again. And I have since been around several people who have had it um, since I've had it, like a few months ago. I- I've not gotten sick again. No. I- and I've been like close contact, right? I took Absolutely. Rob the other day to some place to get some treatment. I've been around people very close contact, helping them, doing stuff around. Not gotten it, guys. So this bunk that natural immunity's not good, not working, lies. They know it's a big lie. Because yeah, they huge. know they, they, they've, they've tested people who got SARS-CoV-1. They tested their antibodies for that now, and they still have antibodies yeah. yes. 20 years later. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know. Oh, it's and, it's and, robust and it's long-lasting. And even Absolutely. the people with the Spanish flu, their uh, descendants mm-hmm. now— still immune to it did you wow. know that yeah no, they, i didn't know that yeah i was looking up some stuff on that and they were talking about it wow yeah a virologist was saying that when they tested it they did the dna still immune to it wow to this day crazy so you know you start to think okay these are all medical issues right that's why the church is thinking these are medical issues i probably shouldn't talk about these kinds of things but what do you think you know the intersections i mean for the church I mean, we talk about all this stuff that's happening What's our go-to, you know, why should the church justify talking about this and even standing up to something like this? Great question. Um, number one is because they have a personal, if you love thy neighbor as thyself, right. aren't you going to tell them? Right. Aren't you, if, someone, if, you, if you knew that there was a um, smallpox outbreak, wouldn't you tell your neighbor to, you know, be right. careful or whatever or what what have you we right. have a we have a situation here where we have a air quotations pandemic that has possibly at the greatest a two percent mortality rate right well so, I, and the statistics i did in the book it came out to 0.18 percent of americans over 18 months right so you start to see this is something that's that's very 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 small but you, you know? and i have talked about doc uh our concerned about the american church at least that's what right. we can speak of and what we know um and i'm convinced that if they're not speaking about it then they're not a church well, i mean I, I i really have a concern about that how right. could you not talk to your flock about what's going on right it's like you can't it's like poli- they, they they think it's a political issue and it's a third rail and they can't touch it right no, you can talk about political issues. You can Absolutely. Talk about, you can talk about health issues because they affect your spirit. They right. affect your spiritual issues. Well, I can tell you that if I had chosen to take in this vaccine, when Biden came out with a mandate, I wouldn't have been applauding, right? I would have been like, okay, where can I stand up for my unvaccinated brothers? Right. That's what right. I would be thinking, right? right. right? Because I understand that this has to be a choice. There, there's something special about the temple of the Holy Spirit. And this is so undertaught in the, in, in the churches. I mean, they teach this stuff and it's really, then they back out and it's almost like my body is just, it's just a box I live in, right? There's nothing special about this box, right? But the reality is, is that we're going to get that box back with the resurrection. But when, I was just reading something that Dr. Michael Heiser was talking about when you see let's the body if you're going to separate it that way let's say you come home and your spouse is passed out on the floor right. you don't say that my bo- my wife's body is passed when you call for right help you don't say my wife's body is 
passed out. You say, my wife is passed out on the floor. I need help. You cannot separate the body from that person, right? And when that person goes, you know, it might be that, you know, their soul has left the body, but they are still one and together, Mm -hmm. right? That's how you associate that person. And so to separate it out into pieces, well, that's something that we won't know until the end, right? right? How that is parsed out and it, when it gets parsed out. But for now, when we see that person, that body is part of that person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Michael Heiser goes a lot into talking about how we are God's imagers. Right. The dominion mandate. And the dominion mandate is that the minute we are conceived, it's in us. It is not something, it's not qualitative, it's not quantitative. You don't gain it with intelligence because that varies from person to person. Mm-hmm. So the minute we're born, that is put in us. And that is that our job is to be as much like God as possible on earth. And that the minute that we are conceived, that's what happens. It is inside of us. It is not something that we gain gotcha. as we get older. It is not gained with wisdom. And it is something that every human being has. It is not something that somebody else can put in us. Only he can do that. And Jesus coming to earth is, you know, our example to follow. We serve one another. We love our enemies, right? It's all the things that we're supposed to do here on earth, right? But how well are we doing that? And by not telling someone else, like by taking this, I mean, and how we feel about it, we'll perhaps get to that later, is that you could be really damaging your soul, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I, I mean, we don't know. We right? have to but tell them. I yeah, mean, if we you don't, do. if if I know, a true love helps somebody. Right. It doesn't tolerate them. Right. Okay. If I saw someone stepping into the street and a bus coming, and I say, I tolerate you, and a bus hits them. Right. <laughs> you know, or do I go and grab them and pull them out of the way of the bus? Right. Same thing here. The analogy holds true for this vaccine. Right. We don't know what's in it. They don't have to define it. We know that they, they've also pulled um, a shell game on us about the Pfizer vaccine being approved. It has not been approved. Really? Absolutely not. It has not been approved. The Pfizer vaccine, had they, had they um, continued the emergency use, the Comarity product that's not in production will not be in hey, production. Hey, he could say that. I've tried to say that what, word 10 comarity? times. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen I, to this I, podcast I, I again. Look, I practiced it in, the, in front of the mirror. <laughs> comarity. Um, the Comarity product that is that is not in production will not be in production or be released until 2023. Right. That's been approved? How's that? So they're trying they, they they try to say that this this product has been approved by the FDA, which really doesn't matter anyway. If it's FDA approved or not, I would still wouldn't take it. Exactly. Um, however, they that's they they do this deception to us now, and they and get people to. I've had patients that have actually said, "Well, it's approved by the FDA, so I got it." Yes. And I just oh. shake my head. I said, it doesn't, the formula hasn't wow. changed from last well, week to this and, week. And when you think right. about, doesn't it have to, don't the studies have to be out for a certain period of time? I mean, is it at least, at least two years or something like that? Do you remember what that is? How many, what's the time frame that this is way too early for them to be able to approve something like this? Well, right. Well, that's the other thing. When, when I heard that news that it was approved, I knew it wasn't. Right. Because I knew that the emergency use authorization was good through October 2023. That was going to be the end of the study. Right. So people realize that you're part of the study right now if you take the vaccine. 
Exactly. You, right. You are an experimental subject. They're not giving people informed consent. Right. They're not right. telling them of risks. Right. Not telling them that they don't have to take it because under emergency use, you're covered by the Nuremberg Code. You can't be forced to take this. Right. But if you if if it's FDA approved, they try to say, well, now you can. Well, it's not FDA approved. There are lawsuits going on about this. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has a lawsuit going on, and yeah. there's there are others. So um, we need to to continue to press on and tell people. Mm-hmm. One little quick note: um, when you guys were when Alex was talking about you know being an imager, one of the translations for mark, okay, they shall receive a mark right in their forehead, their their hand. One of the translations of that is to become a sculpture. Now, what is a sculpture? It's an image. So you could say to become an image, right? So now what determines our image, literally? What is written inside of us that literally determines the reality of what we look like? It's our genetic material. And here we have a vaccine that has genetic material in it that could potentially affect what? The sculpture, the image that we're we're made in. So again, this is a situation where, you know, sure there's some medical stuff going on here. And it's definitely above, you know, what some pastors can understand. But pastors really should know all the possibilities of what that mark really could be. And that is one of the descriptions, to become a sculpture, right? And that means the image, right? Right. it, the implication here behind that word is the idea that you're a meta human afterwards. So then this implies there's a new image, right, that's being talked about here. So, you know, these are the variations within the overall theme of what the Bible is telling us. And remember how broad God had to make these, you know, descriptions so that no matter what Satan would do, it would still fit within the overall warning that God has given us. Correct. Sure. Correct. So any other restrictions that you feel like that, that the church absolutely, you know, even though they're not medical doctors, that they should be standing up for people? Well, I, we, we <laughs> talked about the whole thing, that the social distancing, the masks, now the vaccine mandates. Next is going to be you're not going to – as people start getting sick, ill, and dying and from the vaccine and it's called another variant we're going to lose more rights and they're going to man they're going to close down the churches again yes um and honestly you know if they don't speak out they deserve to be closed down i kind of agree we don't you don't you don't have to uh get together for uh, a rah-rah session right we get together for it to have the community praise and worship of, of our lord right well you know and this is when you think about this you know if love's gonna allow a choice well, then love wouldn't close the church. It would just say, if you're uncomfortable, stay home and Correct. watch us on, you know, whatever Correct. whatever media we're out on, right? But you're you're taking away the choice. The people that want to stay home can stay home. That's not the issue. And this is the same thing. The people that want to wear a mask in my office, they can wear a mask. Whatever sure. makes them feel bad, right? Yeah. If they want to take a vaccine, that choice is available. But what we're talking about is a, you cannot allow to think, we're not even allowed to have a conversation about this, you know, and, and, and we're going to take people's choices away. And that's just something that love would not allow this to happen. Love cannot sit there while mm-hmm. other people's choices are being taken away because that's against what love would do. You know, and I think that's, 
what's so hard for us to figure out where, where am I supposed to stand up exactly? You know, you think about what would Jesus do? Well, it gets back to what would love do in this situation? Um, well, I tell you one thing, Jesus wouldn't take the vaccine. Sorry, Franklin Graham. Well, that's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, you start, he wouldn't need it. He wouldn't take it. <laughs> right. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't put out there that somehow we need to worship a false God. You know, that brings well, up, I don't know if you got to see Dr. Zelenko address the... Uh, the rabbinic council. You want to talk about that? Oh, you can talk about no, it. No, no, go ahead. I don't... I'm so like, he, we've done. covered Dr. Zelenko a few yeah, different times. Great. But what's really satisfying is, is that now they've actually said, I mean, he comes right out and says, you're worshiping a false God. And he says, and if the first two shots didn't work, why would you take a third? And now you're talking about a fourth. Correct. And now finally the rabbinical, you know, priesthood is saying enough is enough. We're not going down this road. I mean, results have to speak for themselves. If I don't get a patient better in a very small period of time, yeah. they're looking for another doctor. America, mm. I mean, no matter whether you're a Christian or not, you have to be saying, we are we should be looking for some new people. Right. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. But he, and he said at least he was able to get them to the people that they have influence over to tell them, no, you can't take the booster and that do not push these onto children uh, younger than 12, you know, because their next step was to push them onto the, the young children. And he's like, no, he got them to say no to that. But um, over there now in Israel, they're saying that uh, even if you have had all your shots that by October, if you don't get this next round that they're telling you, you have to, that green pass no longer counts. Yes. Yeah. Well, well uh, it's, it's interesting. It's, good, it's interesting. You brought that up because um, the, the lady who's the head of the CDC said mm -hmm. that the, the uh, immunity is waning yeah. right. from the vaccine. Yeah. That's where they're going with this is that if they, they haven't gotten you with the first or second jab, maybe the third or fourth will get you. But this, you know, to kill you. Uh, it, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> is that this is, I, if this is not the mark of the beast, it is the biggest Holocaust right. on, in the world. Yeah. Right. You know, right. so, Definitely. so, I mean. Remember when you start to think about the plagues, right? Yeah. We know that some of these plagues, and again, it doesn't say that God does all this. We have multiple plagues in Revelations, and one of them talks about as many as one third of the population. Yeah. Right? So these are things that, that this could be tying into. Again, you can see 30% of the people dying would certainly make this a lot more believable, certainly put out a lot more feel. And again, they would get to say what? I told you so. <laughs> well, yeah. And when you, the other day I just read that about well, how they're going about this with about the unvaxxed being the, the crowding, overcrowding the uh, hospitals. One of the things I, I read was that um, if you are not fully vaccinated you're considered unvaxxed that's right right so yep. if you don't have both shots you're unvaxxed and past 15 days of both of your second yeah you're unvaxxed still right yep well, what's happening convenient. is that people come in with one shot they're getting sick and going and showing up and they're counting them as unvaxxed, as unvaxxed. yeah so that's why this that is a vaccinated sick. this is there's a vaccine variant this yeah. is, there's right. a, someone please first of all show me the isolation of covid Right. right. Second of all, show me the isolation of a Delta variant or any other variant. Right. right. There hasn't been. We talked about and what that What test last do you time. use to do that? Because your PCR test is faulty either way. So show me which. PCR doesn't even isolate right. anything. It just right. shows the But they presence. don't have a test. So what, what test are you using to show that? They would have to take the blood of someone right. who tested positive 
put it under a microscope and try and try to demonstrate that right. there's there's the virus and so forth. Yep, mm-hmm. they can't do that. So. Um, what are they using exactly? But if this works so well, right, in places like they were saying Seychelles, the Seychelles, an island also, and um, Israel, those are the two most vaccinated countries there are, right? 85 to 95% of the population vaccinated. Also, those two countries have the largest population of people that, with COVID and deaths from COVID. So um, explain that to me. Also, Portugal and Spain have now banned anyone from Israel from entering their country. Explain that. I think it's also Sweden, too. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Portugal and Sweden. So if it works so well, why are they banned? Right. I just had a a conversation with a friend of mine the other day who he's almost uh, 70 years old, and he's been vaccinated and so forth. And his health has gone downward. Okay, but can we really correlate it with the vaccine or not? But yes. he went to his doctor and said, listen, I want to get tested for antibodies. He goes, well, you've been vaccinated, right? He goes, you're going to have the antibodies. He, won't. he goes, no, no, I want to get tested for the antibodies for COVID. He won't have them. And, it, and, and he said, well, doctor's like, well, no, we, we can't test for that. And then he brought up the test. There was a DNA test for that, that that is out there. And the doctor looks it up on his computer. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Here, go, here you go. Go ahead. Well, it, t- it turns out that he didn't have those antibodies. Yeah. Okay, but the sad thing about it is that people are are being told lies, even yeah. by their medical doctors. Yes, right. That you have to get a vaccine, even if you had COVID. Yes, this is the most ridiculous thing ever, and those are the people that are starting to show up as to be the most harmed. Well, also one of someone that knows that we know had said um, she had gone to her medical doctor to take her son, and he was pro vaccine and. He had actually said, well, the, the doctors that are telling you that are anti-vaccine, they're getting paid. That's why they're doing it. And um, so she was like, oh, um, Dr. Kevin, do you know you must be getting paid? Are you guys getting paid? I, I'm, we're not getting what, paid. What? I was like, where's all this extra cash? Yes, we're, yeah, Make we're, it rain. we're adjusting it's, people. Our studio COVID. could be so much prettier. <laughs> right? Yeah, instead of my residential <laughs> studio. I was like, make it rain, fellas. Make it rain. I was like, what in well, the there's world? Well, the, there's the other motivation again let's go back we've talked about that in, in previously that about the financial motivation for covid diagnosis right but if these what i was saying just earlier about these unvaxxed people coming who are actually been vaxxed come into and they say they have covid right yeah well guess what cha-ching there's thirteen thousand dollars cha-ching there's thirteen thousand dollars exactly every you time know. they do it there's a big cha-ching right, right? Yeah. you, you want a ventilator what is that Thirty-five to forty-five thousand. Yeah, something like thirty-nine, yeah. forty thousand. Yeah. yeah. If, you go, if you go back to that thing you said about not considering people as having vaccinated until uh, two weeks after their first or their second vaccine, right? Now you start to realize that all of the contraindications, right? All of the people that get sick. Remember, lots of studies showed that eighty percent of the people, okay, that took the vaccine got sick. That means those people, when they go to the hospital, what would they have been called? Unvaccinated, right? Correct. So right. this is a huge way, again, they're obviously... To perpetuate the narrative. It's They're right. cooking the books. Oh, they have been from the beginning. Yes. First it was the deaths, then it goes right. to cases. And then we're yes. going to... Then the F, it was it the FDA or the CDC that came out and said that, that the PCR tests are going to stop using it by the end of the year. I guess they figured they'll have killed enough people by then. <laughs> right. And they don't need to test anybody. But the thing is, is that um, 
why at the end of the year? You know it's not you're not using it properly. We already have you've already right. been caught that you've been cycling this over thirty five thresholds, which causes a ninety seven percent false positive rate. Yes. This has been a pandemic of cases. Right. And it's not, not of symptoms. Of not of symptoms. That's right. So once you understand that now on Dell Big Tree High Wire two two six episode, he talks specifically about, you know, how the C D C back in may stop keeping statistics yeah. at all and any statistics right on the vaccinated right now when you compare unvaccinated people to people that you don't keep any statistics <laughs> on they are always going to look worse wait right let's compare the unvaccinated to the unvaccinated yes huh? so and he he goes back and shows yeah. you on that particular episode um you know we've mentioned that one a couple of times but crazy. it, it yeah. just goes to show you how ridiculous so, they are right. so the nightly news every night when you hear cases of the cases of the unvaccinated are going up you know why guys because they don't have numbers for the vaccinated because they don't count them right right it's impossible to say that the numbers for the vaccinated are going up if you don't actually count them of course the number of unvaccinated and, are going up because it's the only one you're counting and, Duh. and if you don't have both both shots, you're unvaccinated. Right. Right. It's just so insulting. Quit insulting it's, our it's, intelligence. It's, it's well, and, and remember, insulting. even then, I believe it only lasts for a period of time, and then they consider you unvaccinated right. That's what because Dr. now Dennis it's time for taking your booster. And if yeah. you don't take your booster, believe it or not, there are places in the world already where if you don't have your third or now even your fourth, I believe, in Israel, okay. yeah. right? Well, you well, can't go. Third and fourth, yeah. yeah, third okay. and fourth. If you don't take, if this is a never ending narrative. Can I bring up what the ASIP committee meeting about what they said about the booster? Can I? Can I? So yeah. there was just so because Biden is pushing. I know the kitty is like Satan today. I think she's, um, she's okay. I, I think Kitty has the mark of the beast. Um, <laughs> she, she is she, a beast protesting her, she's her podcast. Um, but uh, so during an ASIP committee, when they're talking about Biden pushing all the boosters, because the booster is definitely not considered under emergency use it's not that if for some reason your employer or in this in the united states i can't speak for everywhere but if your employer pushes you and you have to get the booster they are actually you can and you get harmed by it right you can sue the um your company that made you get the booster and also the um whoever the provider of that booster because it's not covered under the emergency act so uh, and that was actually, they have it on camera, the person saying this, you can sue. It's not so approved. The, the, it's not approved. It, Absolutely. It, and that's why. It's, and no FDA matter what Biden says. So no. even no matter what Biden says. And you've been harmed, at least there's somebody to sue this time. You can, and you can sue the company, you know, that you work for that made you get it. And um, the pri- provider that gave you that shot. I've been giving uh, patients, patients a form um, for them to bring to their employers who are trying to mandate them. Mm-hmm. And in that form, it was put out by American Frontline Physicians. You can go to their website and you can download it. Just look under um, under the legal portion there. And it has questions on that form of, you know, what happens if I become disabled from this? Is, is my disability going to cover me for the rest of my life? Mm. Are you going to pay for the, my sick time if I get sick from this? So asking the employer these questions and yeah. getting them to sign on the dotted line that they're going to be responsible if they're going to be mandating this to yeah for the for the people and i think that's, that's the great. biggest i think if we could turn the, the the tide on that because one way to hurt these people is make them financially responsible pfizer 
has been a criminal company for years. We know yeah. that they've they've paid over three billion dollars in, in fines and so forth for previous products, and without liability and the fact that they're trying to mandate an emergency use uh, vaccine that they're not liable for. So yeah. no, who's going to take care of you when you're when you're having uh, myocarditis, pericarditis, right. if you, or if you if you have a stroke or something? Yeah, and the folks, I mean those numbers. Just look what's been happening in Israel. If you want to see the numbers, they have the charts out. We can post them, right? Because yep. I, I gave you all the links. It's not it, It's not pretty. Those numbers are just keep rising and rising and rising for yep. all the reports of well, all the problems. The vaccine road, you know, remember, we're, we're way past the middle, by the way. We're 70-some yeah. percent now with adults. But the point is... Is that with both shots? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yep. Um, long story yep. short, Israel's way farther down the road. They it, were 85%, it, I think. Right? Yeah. They, they really are. Um, they but again, we have the, the testimony of people saying that 90 to 95% of the people coming to the hospital, right, are actually vaccinated. Now, they're not cooking the numbers the same way. The other thing they said is only 1% of the people that caught COVID the first time and achieved natural immunity, only 1% of the people coming to the hospital are actually you know, naturally protected. That's just not happening. In other words, the natural immunity is the only thing that seems to be holding up. They're not actually in the hospital. Right. So, so we were talking about, you know, this kind of segues perfectly because, um, you know, what kind of civil disobedience, right? What, when we talk about standing up, we're saying that the society is doing something and we say we're not doing it. Right. We're we're standing up. We're not going to change. We're not going to pit, uh, capitulate, uh, go along word. with. I love capitulate. I, I mean, that, that word. <laughs> I'm non-comply. <laughs> I prefer acquiesce or non-acquiescence. It's way too complicated. Well, it's interesting. I just the, the other day heard an interview with a, an attorney who for a Christian organization. He was trying to that question to come up and whether or not there were that the church could. At this at this point, um, if they would have the right to practice civil disobedience like um, Peter and John did in Acts, mm-hmm. and he was saying, well, if this is if it's a religious issue and so forth, yes, but if it's a political issue, that's really um, there's a, a line there, and I'm like, I don't agree with that, sir. Mm-hmm. Jesus was crucified for political issues. All right. Yes. You know, um, and the when uh, Peter and, and John went before the Sanhedrin, those were a political board. Right. At that back in that time. So it's interesting. Do you ever, we remember that pastor who was who was jailed in Canada a yes. few mm-hmm. months ago, Pastor James Coates. And I took some notes on, on that sermon he did. And I Cat. just I, I have to read this because I think this applies so, so much. He talks about the government's job. They're obligated to recognize God-given rights and to protect these rights for the people, Genesis 1:26 and 9:6. The purpose of government is Romans 13:6-8 and to phrase it's to phrase good versus evil to determine and to define by God. Yes. Government response to a pandemic still to protect our God-given rights cannot protect against disease in a fallen world. Yes. Cannot balance harm from disease or lockdown versus civil liberties. Otherwise, they are playing God, deciding who gets to suffer. Yes. 
They do not have the responsibility if someone dies from disease in a fallen world. That's right. However, they are responsible if someone dies from lockdown measures since they are out of their God-ordained role of protecting our rights. Yes. What they should have done is to inform the public while protecting their rights to life, work, and family. The individual is responsible for their own protection. Government needs to repent. Believers need to call for government repentance. Mm. Well, you just covered the whole show. Right. 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 Right? I mean, wow, I got chills up my spine. I'm like, you know, this man is in the thick of it. He, yeah. he realizes what is happening. And you can see that the American churches are not talking about him. No. And no, here and there are the, other pastors up there that went to jail too. Yes, and we're not talking about them. And we're also not saying, hey, we're next. You know, and that's where you think right. about that poem, you know, uh, um, you know, during the, the, the really where they were taking all the Jewish people, yes. you know, and that basically gets down to, and then they came for me. And there was no one left. And there was no one left. Yep. And this is once they divide us, right? Once you're really willing to say, I don't have a choice anymore, right? You can start to see where tyranny and loss of freedom really develops into something that's out of control. You know, and I think that's that's what I'm trying to say. So you start to think about civil disobedience. You know, there's a lot of places that Christians can go here, right? Oh, absolutely. I, and I think, well, he did. Right. Um, they actually ended up. Clo- he got released from from jail, and actually, they actually closed his uh, church. Right. And now they meet underground. Hmm. And and you know, I mean. He's a young guy, and I appreciate him, man. Yes, I do too. Um, you know, he's standing up, yes. and it, you know, if you can't, if you can't stand up while you still have a a, a little bit of liberty, right? You're not going to stand up the, when you lose your liberty. That's right. You're, you're not going to. You know, uh, my brother loves to say that. You know, with, give the to give the, uh, the the David example, how David first killed the lion and the bear before he killed Goliath. Right. That's yeah. true. You're not you're not going to kill Goliath if you can't kill the lion and the bear. Right. You have to be able to stand by on some principles and and that's the discouragement I see in the church because they're not and but the church has been ineffective in society. We talked about this before, Doc. Sure. For the last thirty years. Yeah. All they care about is rah 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 rah. But they're not affecting society. Well, it's nice to be congenial and, and say, oh, I'll pray about it. That's great. And, and always, right? I mean, prayer, sh- pray, pray ceaselessly, right? Pray is when right? we kneel. Right. But now we need to stand up. Right. And <laughs> it's time, right? It's the time for just sitting there and just praying. Great. But let's stand together and do it. Let's do something about it. Yeah. You see those people in France, they wouldn't let them into the restaurants. So what they all did is they all gathered in front of those restaurants and ate in front of them. And like, yeah, you don't want us in there. Fine. We'll bring our food and we'll eat in front of your restaurants. We won't Mm. buy your food. You you know what? They're like, you, you mandate that your employees get those vaccines. You know what? We're going to stop buying Netflix. We're going to, you know, it means enough to them to inconvenience just a little inconvenience means a lot to that company. And that's as Americans, we need to put our discomfort away and say, I am willing to give that up, that little comfort, whatever it is and say, it means enough to me. You know what? I don't need Netflix. We don't need Netflix. Let's give it up. If they mandate their employees do that, give it up. That's what we need to say. As Americans, like I am willing to do that because it means something to me. We all need to stand up together because that's how we affect 
things around us. And if we did that, they'd be forced to make a change, wouldn't they? How about those truckers in Australia? I mean, that's amazing. They blocked it. They blocked it because they were like, you better stock up on supplies because we are pissed off too. Yeah. And that's the kind of stand we mean that that's how you change things. The whole country could, if 50% of the Australians, if 25%, right? Amen, Alex. You're going. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. the situation. No, like, let's stage something because there's enough of us out there, you guys. We got to stop just talking about it and do something. We got to stage a day to where we can all get together and stand together and say, no, this is who we are. And there are enough of us. And look at us because we are standing here and you can see our faces. And we mean business because I am done with just talking about it. I think we should all stand outside together so they can see us. Yeah, go ahead. Take our picture. We're here. Yep. We don't care, but we stand together now. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. We have to. So, so yeah. one of the things I was going to add to that is is that, you know, I when I talk about these things and when pastors are talking about these things, they always talk about coming together and praying. And I think that that absolutely has to be our first response. Absolutely. But there has to be a secondary response. While we kneel to God, right. we stand up to Satan. That's right. Period. You know, and whenever I start to pray, I promise you, um, I get more ideas about what I'm supposed to do. Mm. And maybe even what I'm supposed to say. Right? And so to me, it gives me, you know... It's hard for me to pray very long because it seems like the longer I pray, the more I feel like I should be doing. And so you start to th- realize that, you know, prayer is active. There, there is a um, asking and a seeking and a knocking component, right? right. I right. mean, if you think about if, if everybody was asking and everybody was seeking and everybody was knocking, then every door in America would have been knocked on already. That's right. Do you see what I'm saying? That's right. And this is the action, you know, that, that's supposed to happen. You know, and I think that that's the power of what you're, you guys are talking about. What about the message we heard yesterday, Doc? That was by, unbelievable. By what was it, Lieutenant General? Lieutenant He's General? a General Boykin. Yeah, General Boykin. Yes. So what did heard, he say before he went out into battle? Each time, part of the Delta Force, he grabbed his grabs his group, prayed for with them, and they say, "Oh Lord, give us." And then they sang, "God bless America," and then they went out into battle. That's right. And one time he hadn't even wow. said it yet. Well, we're not going until you pray for us. That's right. right. And and again, remember, you're not one of those religious guys. You know, it was one of the most powerful. We were at the uh, men's prayer breakfast meeting uh, sponsored by, um, you know, one of our brothers and sisters in Christ with all pro pastors. And uh, so they have also been able to post some of the articles from the COVID beast. So we'll mention that here at this point. But I'm not kidding you there. I don't know how many tables, but there looked like there was a hundred and some tables yeah, at least and big. Eight, eight to 10 people per table. So you start wow. to see the numbers and also um, listening to Mr. My Pillow, uh, <laughs> Mike Lindell, Mike yeah. Lindell. Yeah. I always call him Chuck Lindell because <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> a little more <laughs> interesting. <laughs> game very, very interesting. Did not know that he, he didn't come to the Lord until 2017. Yeah. But how God was moving through his life all that time. Yes. And he, he was, was a functional addict, he called himself. Yes. And much, not only a functional addict, as he got a little bit closer to 17, he was actually working in some of what God told him in dreams would happen. He was actually helping people, saving people even, and never completely exactly had a great relationship with God himself. Uh, It was just, it was amazing. So all those people that, you know, I mean, you're, you have addictions, you, you wish you were a different person, you're, you're suffering, you know, God is there. He is working. We recommend, you know, reading his book. It was, it was a joyous occasion to hear 
you know, something like that happened to somebody because you know, oh my gosh, he didn't do any of that. No. <laughs> God did it all. Oh my. And, and the fact that all his fellow addicts came to Christ. Yes. Oh, Amazing. Wow. It is. What it's it's got, a what testimony. Do you, what do you have there, Alex? Well, I have Matthew. 18 to 20 it says i tell you the truth whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven i also tell you this if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask my father in heaven will do it here for you for where two or three gather together as my followers i am here there among them so if two or more gather right what about if there are two or three hundred thousand that gather right right yeah. imagine what we could change then and there's, there's no doubt that all of this has to start with prayer. It has to start with repentance. So in that sense, th there's no doubt we are on page with everyone. But, you know, there is a point in which time where we go, we just cannot comply with this. And I think that's the stage that we're, we're at. Well, the, and we've talked about that. And, we, you know, going through um, the, the book that you just finished and what we've uh, been editing and so forth, um, Listen, you're pledging your right hand to either man or God. Yes. What's yeah. it going to be? Yes. Right. What, what's it going to be? Who are you going to give your right hand to? You know, that is your, you know, when, when Jesus was asked who could sit on his right hand. Yeah. You know, he said that decision is not for me. That's for the father. Right. Right. I mean, but the right hand back in the day, that was your pledge of your worship. Yes. What you're worshiping. Your allegiance. Your allegiance. What do you? Who are you worshiping? Who's you your worshiping? God, really? Exactly, exactly. So and, when we, and it even Jesus even said was plain. He said you can't worship God and Mammon. Right. Well, if that means that you're going to lose your job versus your faith, what are you going to do? Right. You better <laughs> pray think, and and hope that you, you know. I've had multiple people describe to me, you know, the fear and the, the sadness that they've, you know, had uh, because they felt like they were forced to take something, you know, Absolutely, and, yeah. and they know the inside they're like, wow, I'm failing because I, I didn't have the ability to stand up. And, and you know, we, we pray for you. And again, we we're not necessarily saying this is the mark of the beast, but you can see that this is definitely the precursor of what it would look like. And if that's true, then we have to be very thankful, right? That God is giving us a chance because the next one will just only be better. But right. again, you think about what did you say when you started this? Well, before David slew Goliath, he was facing what? A lion. Yeah. This is for sure a lion. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And maybe a bear. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like I would rather face a lion than a bear. <laughs> a bear, I'm like... I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't have a and he didn't have a big rifle back then. Oh, no, he man. didn't. He didn't. I don't want to face him with a rifle either, you know. Yeah, no. <laughs> Cuz then my shot if it ain't very good, you know, like how many times am I going to hit him, you know. True. But you know, like you say, the bullets are flying. They are. And now we're going to find out who are the real soldiers. We are. Right? And we and are. this is a situation where our right hand has to be given one way or the other. Mhm. Mm and that's what this really comes down to. So, Doc, you've mentioned a couple times about how, you know, when people lose their love for the truth, that that is when they're going to succumb, if you will, to deception. And, of course, that comes out of Second Thessalonians, the second chapter, and really goes from verse 1 all the way to 16 here. But what are some of the, the points you want to make about that passage? Well, that always 
that always sticks with me because when you read that passage, um, it's pointing out that the coming of the lawless one is according to all the working of Satan. Yes. With all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. So that speaks volumes. Right. You know, the love of the truth, well, what's the truth? The gospel. Right. So and a person. Exactly, Jesus Christ. But if you don't have the love of the truth, right? Right. You don't have the gospel, you can be deceived. Right. And the next verse says, and for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Yeah, there's something in it for them. They're, they're, They're not willing to give this up. Does that make sense? Correct. And I think that we're all plugged into the beastly system. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, which one of us, you know, is exactly ready to sell of all of our possessions? Yeah. <laughs> you know, give everything to the poor. So, you know, we all have a sense in which, hey, sure, we, we have Netflix, right? You know, right. You, you start to realize, well, there is a sense we're all plugged in. You know, what about the standing firm part? What do you, what do you see coming out of there uh, with respect to standing firm? Well, you and I talked about that passage in, in Luke. Um, also in, in Matthew, you know, Jesus talks about the, the parable of the fig tree. When we see the seasons, um, we'll, we know that we're, the time is near. We know that in, in Luke, he says that when you see these things happening, stand firm. Yes. And look up, lift up your head because your redemption draws near. Um and then there's the other passage. What was the other passage about standing firm with the, that we were talking about earlier? Oh, that's actually in the 15th verse, and it talks about standing firm and clinging to the traditions, you know, that, that they've oh, taught Thessalonians, us. Thessalonians, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, by speech or by letter. So you think about letter being, you know, scriptures. You can think about letters as legal, even legal documents, right? So, and again, remember, this is all given to us. Prophecy is God's grace. He's giving us a warning, and that warning is to give us eternal, exactly what it says, eternal comfort and good hope to encourage our hearts and strengthen us in every good word and deed. So again, you know, standing up to evil is a good deed. It is. (laughs) Following God can mean disobedience to men. Well, faith without works. Yes. If you don't, if you just say that you have faith, but you don't have works, Exactly. Didn't James talk about that? Yeah, I think James two five. It totally does, exactly and so that. it's it's yeah. really dead without right. it. Right. You know, if if the plant doesn't have any fruit, right, you start right. to see where this goes. You know, so you think about, you know, submitting to mandates. You know, again, literally, some people may not go to get to go to church over this. So you can see the implications. Well, you know? I can, and I'll, let me let's clear up something for the church because, like you said, what what should they do? First of all, they fear that they're for their loss of their 5013c yes okay designation and understand that they they as as a corporation they have responsibility to the corporation of the united states right so that's one thing but what if they understood what's going on here with this emergency use they may feel more comfortable about speaking out if you don't have an emergency if there's treatment for a disease 
right? And that's one of the arguments that the American frontline physicians say. No, there's treatment for this. FDA-approved treatment, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, zinc, vitamin D, um, anticoagulants if they have clots, you know, there is treatment. So if they have they if if they allowed those treatments, they wouldn't need the vaccine. Right. So that's why I always said to you when we in our conversations, this is not about the virus. It's about the vaccine. Yes. And there's something that's why I feel that this is a eugenics program. Yep. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt, you know, if if the COVID narrative is the crime, the, the pinnacle of the crime is certainly the vaccine. That is the cause has directed us to this point. Any other solution, any other possibilities medical treatment wise have been smeared with relentless pursuit. Yes. And again, people are running into eight lanes of traffic to save a, a little $5 ball. And that, right. that is literally, we have lost our minds and we're about ready to lose the whole ship. How many country, How many people in our country one more shutdown and they're going under. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. They're, they're, we don't realize. But how that's what that's all part of the great right. reset. Exactly. Right. They want to reset it's, everything. That's not right because that's not really what this is about. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And we have to. And you, just like I, that's why I love to talk about statistics. Okay, this is all to save lives. Well, you know, again, that one point eight of what we spent last year, fifteen point one trillion, could have saved thirty six times as many lives. Absolutely. So right. now suddenly you realize, oh, this isn't about lives, right. is it? What What is this really about? What is the agenda? You know, and so that's what I'm going to ask you as one of our last questions there. What do you think the agenda really is here? Um, world depopulation. And yeah. what else? <laughs> world a, depopulation. That's a big question. Here's a loaded question for you. Um, I think the agenda is getting get, that's the, getting us to that point. Yeah. You know, submission. Yep. Total. total um, right. This is a medical uh, technocracy tyranny. Um that's going on. Um, we've talked about how this whole thing was built on lies, and it just kept keeps snowballing and snowballing. Right. We yeah. talked about earlier about how that you're not considered fully vaccinated unless it's 15 days after your second shot. Yeah. And, and all these people showing up who are dying in the hospital that have had one shot. Well, they're right. they're unvaxed according to their own definition. They get to blame it on somebody else, don't they? Yeah, Doc, I, I mean, I, I'm very, very concerned for, um, but you know what? God's in control. Absolutely. Right, he's sovereign. You know, I right. mean, what, what, if anything, we learned, you know, again, encouraged about yesterday, God's in control. Yeah. Like, like Mike Lindell said, no one was coming to the Lord in December 2019, but when all stuff hit the fan yep. and hopelessness is, is at its levels that it's at now, people are coming to the Lord. Yeah. And I think that protecting people from what's happening is not allowing them to be shaken more. Right? Correct. And so this is another problem when we aren't talking about these things. You know, and you think about separation of church and state. Well, first of all, that's not biblical. Right? No. Second of all, you know, you think about, okay, let's say I'm going to just try some form of that. What we have when the church isn't talking about what's happening is a separation of the church from reality. Correct. Not from politics, not from anything else, from reality. The reality that we are all going through. Okay, I mean, how many times have I felt completely alone in my church thinking, I don't know where these people are living right now. 
Correct. Right. It's, yeah. I mean, it just, I don't, I don't know. And that's, that's what, that's why I have started this podcast with my wife and Rob, you know, because we're, we're similar minds. We're thinking, you know, the no, mark of the beast. Well, we, luckily we're, we're, we're different minds with some things in common. <laughs> see, I, you see, I did that. Dennis. She got, yeah, she got you there. She again. did. She, I recovered quickly, <laughs> but this is also the message that we want to send to people that, you know, now is the time. This is a template, right? We're no. facing at least a lion right now. And we have a giant that is coming. Yep. Right. And see, this is the whole idea of where I think God is trying to go. So what would you say as our last question? What would you say, you know, if you've taken this shot, okay, you know, and you're feeling bad, obviously, if you listen to some of our shows, you're maybe you're feeling guilty. Maybe you're feeling alone. Maybe you're feeling condemned. Right. Mm -hmm. What would you say to people that have already taken this first shot? Um, Repent. Um, Look up to the Lord. You know, ask for forgiveness and ask for protection of your health. Mm-hmm. From a um, physician standpoint, um, increase your, you know, your vitamin C, your vitamin D. I would probably also, uh, I've, I've seen some interviews with doctors who are treating post-vaccination injuries with ivermectin. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, and zinc. Um, you know, we need to strengthen the immune system. You can do some vitamin C, intravenous vitamin C drips. Are, are great for antioxidants. Uh, vitamin A, uh, heavy doses of vitamin A for you can't do it for too long, but you can do it for a few days and then come off it and do it again. So there are many things that are out there from holistic doctors or integrative medicine doctors. Those are who you need to go to because you're allopathic doctors who are held to the the um, narrative are not going to treat you with those alternatives exactly if you don't if you don't believe what the cdc says your your license is revoked <laughs> that's sad and they've been threatened to you know they have been threatened to their license yeah. and everything you know that's why they they're not speaking out but again it goes back to the lion and the bear mm-hmm. so last thing what what encourages you to keep going on right now and doing what you're doing and what just what encourages you i think it's the lord yeah, it's the only thing that I can, that, you know. I mean, I go through life just like everyone else does, but you know, those people that come in to see us, and there are many. Yes. Um, you know, I feel responsible for them. Yes. I feel responsible to to share with them my knowledge, to share with them the Lord, whatever it may be, and I, I can't, I can't see going on without that, and yeah. you know, and knowing prophecy, mm-hmm. and knowing the time and the hour. And the season that we're in. The point is, is that when the alarm goes off, we're supposed to get up. Yes. It's not time to keep sleeping. No. I'm all for sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Proverbs talk about the sluggard so much? <laughs> right, right. A little yeah. folding of the hands. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, it's been a great episode, Doc. Yes, I appreciate all your knowledge and your help. And I, I know you blessed us with everything you had to say today. And Alex, did you have anything? Uh, just what you said earlier <clears throat> just reminded me that um, so, so you know, history does repeat itself. And we have to remember how America was founded. It was founded because uh, religious freedom, religious zealots, right? They yeah. came here. And so we have to, when we think about America especially, that is what established America. 
And so when you read back in history, you read in the Bible, patterns do keep re-emerging over and over. Mm -hmm. And so it is impossible to separate America from the fact that it, it is born of religious freedoms, right? And in the fact that um, our belief in Christ founded yes. this country and we cannot separate that from who we are, from what we are. And it's mm -hmm. impossible. So we have to go back to that and remember can't separate it guys and in this trying to you know what the politicians are trying to do what's happening right now might they might try to be separating us from that but they can't and the more they try the more it's just going to cause this huge divide between the believers and the unbelievers but it is part of who the united states is yes. that belief in the lord the belief in christ it's everywhere it's all over our country the symbols of our belief in jesus christ are all over the United States. Yes. It's ingrained and they can't separate it and don't let them. And that was a beautiful word because we all need to remember not just who America is, but remember who we are That's in right. Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is something we can pray. Yeah. And we can also pray. And I've prayed this and some days it's worked pretty good. Some days I've had to pray it quite a few times, but is <laughs> Lord restore to me the joy of my salvation. Amen. Right. We can have joy going through this because God has told us this stuff not to give us turmoil but to give us peace right we above all people have a hope so we leave you with that hope again thank you so much for coming doc and Alex thank you. and uh, we love nice you guys being here yep God bless you and before we close out, we just want to remind you guys to please, if you love what you're hearing, please share, subscribe, review. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening and have a blessed week. And don't forget to look up soilministries.org and where we're trying to help people in Honduras with vision and also with resources. There's so many people out in the world that need our help. And uh, that's what this show is all about. Thank you so much. Thank you to our loyal subscribers and listeners. We really appreciate you guys. And we want to let you know about SupernaturalJunkies.com. If you sign up for the newsletter there, you'll be the first to know about anything that's happening with us, any events we might be doing. And also Kevin's book, The COVID Beast, is out now and available on Kindle. You can get that on our website. And the Audible version, as well as the softcover book, should be out in a few weeks from now. Signing up for that newsletter will get you in the loop to be the first to hear about it. We're also going to be coming out with SupernaturalJunkies.com gear with that cute cartoon logo. Because some of you have been asking about that, we're going to have it on mugs, t-shirts, and hoodies, as well as stickers and magnets. If you want in on that, like I said, sign up for that newsletter. Also, if you love our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could write us a review on any of the platforms you listen on or share this with anyone you think might be interested. I know we harp on it all the time, but that's because that review helps us get found. It helps boost us on the algorithm. And that's why we're always asking. So, because we don't have a lot of reviews right now. So that would mean the world to us. Once again, we appreciate you guys. So grateful for you. Thank you and have a blessed week.